Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. And I am also the founder and CEO of Cannabill, Cannafil CBD. I'm also here with my lovely co-host, Kimberly Rose. Good morning, Kimberly. Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right. Listen, by delivering reliable knowledge in an unregulated CBD industry, we are connecting you with everything you should know about CBD, including an issue that we uncovered this week. And that issue is... Corticosteroid overuse, like pregnizone, cortisone, those things. Yeah. Okay, those are all corticosteroids. Yes. And this, as we dug into this, seems awful familiar, almost a little bit like the opioid crisis. In other words, this form of steroid is being overprescribed, and many, many Americans are now dealing with two sides of this. One is the side effects and uh, the inability to get off of it. Yeah, yeah, right. it definitely seems like it's, it's tough. Yeah. Now, there's also another link uh, to uh, this story today, and that is that corticosteroids also has demonstrated that it lowers the immune response. And in... Uh, the situation we're in today, that puts 3.5 million Americans who are currently using this prescription drug, um, you know, at a higher risk for contracting uh, the coronavirus because their immune response system has been lowered. Yeah, that's scary All right. uh, because you can't, I mean, you you don't want to stop taking your... Can't. Right, because then the pain's going to return and all of those symptoms that you originally got prescribed for. As well as the risks that are involved with uh, decreasing this rapidly, cold turkey, stuff like that. Now, don't get too freaked out. There are, uh, I'll give you some specifics by the end of this show uh, that suggest, hey, those who are taking this level... In other words, X number of milligrams uh, are less at risk. Uh, it's not a big issue. So uh, let us go through this whole uh, thing before you run and throw your bottle, your uh, prescription of uh, pregnizone away. Yeah. Uh, let's get through uh, this entire discussion piece. All right. Let's give a start with what are corticosteroids? All right, because again, the current issue is, bam, this is uh, becoming almost epidemic like, uh, like the opioid crisis was. All right, now, corticosteroids uh, are used currently for like almost 100 chronic inflammatory and autoimmune diseases. Um, and, it, you know, through effective, they're very effective for patients and let me let me give you a, a better uh, a better example of exactly what this drug actually does. 
Okay. Uh, so again, I had said 3.5 million adults in the U.S. are currently taking these. Uh, these co- uh, these uh, corticosteroids, they are, they're, they're manufactured versions are designed to mimic the indigenous steroids that your body already makes as an effective way to reduce inflammation in the body. By doing this, this alleviates pain associated with inflammation like rheumatoid arthritis. Good? All right. Yeah. So that's kind of what they are. Now, um, how are these used? So the, the, the quarter... The corticosteroid drug names that you'll see commonly uh, in a prescription are cortisone, hydrocortisone, and pregnisone. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure uh, these are all fairly well known, especially if you have a, an inflammation and a pain-related uh, from inflammation issue in your body. Um, and some of the things that uh, people are using this for are, are mostly pain. Right. So um, let me see here. So chronic inflammatory autoimmune diseases and additionally uh, corticosteroids are also commonly used in cancer treatment. Yes. All right. Uh, now, so, but there, there's an issue here. And that is the side effects. And let me just kind of run through these side effects because there are many of them. And, uh, and then we'll kind of just kind of pick up the, the conversation after that. So side effects. So using either of these, cortisone, hydrocortisone, or pregnisone, often are accompanied by both unpleasant and sometimes dangerous side effects. And these will include glaucoma, cataracts, fluid retention, high blood pressure, mood swings, weight gain, diabetes, increased risk of infection. Boom. That's when we have our conversation about the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Osteoporosis, loss of density in the bones, suppressed adrenal gland functions, thin skin, and slower wound healing. So it's not just the side effects that can be problematic for patients. It's also coming off of steroids, that's an issue, particularly when a patient has been prescribed short-term high doses or lower doses over longer periods of time. Both of these can result in a steroid withdrawal syndrome. This happens when the body has become reliant on this pharmaceutical steroid, leading its own indigenous production throughout the pituitary adrenal area. It gets weakened. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, your body doesn't have to make its own anymore. So, stopping suddenly stopping taking any steroids is not recommended at all. No, no. I think, um, well, obviously, we always say check with your doctor about everything. Uh, don't, don't just go off of anything. Don't try and, you know, self-wean or whatever it is you're thinking you want to do. Um, but... The the problem. Well, I think once there, once you get an initial flare up, and you get that high dose, and it's usually like uh, what I've seen is it's like a seven day prescription. Yeah. And you take that for seven days, and then we hope 
whatever it is your flare-up is, is gone away. Like I had a, a really severe allergic reaction to, I have no idea even what it was, but like my eyes just swelled shut and my everything was just, the face was just a mess. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor and uh, I also had like just a crazy migraine. Anyway, they prescribed me. Uh, you know, a steroid for seven days. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm almost positive it was prednisone. It was a long time ago. Um, and then uh, all my symptoms were, were gone, and I didn't have to worry about a continued therapy. Huh. Um, so that's, I think, a fairly decent way to use this. But then, there, again, there's those other people that have chronic pain, and it's an all-day, yeah. everyday situation. And uh, the seven day help is not gonna is not gonna do the job, you know. And that sounds very similar, Kimberly, to some of the uh, responses reported from people who use uh, these type of steroids. Uh, as a matter of fact, it, it almost seems miraculous to some point. Uh, as in a comment made by one lady was, "Oh wow, suddenly I have so much energy, my appetite's back." And and my mysterious rash has disappeared. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I mean, it, I think, honestly. It's fast. Yeah, it's yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, the, I, I think the issue is, you know, it, it may, I don't know if it's overprescribed. I don't know if it's just that one thing that if the doctor kind of can't figure it out, let's just do yes, this. it's common. And, and send you on your way. Yes. Right. They suggest they will do it for, for skin infections, for... Um, for pain management related to uh, inflammation, but they also suggested that it was uh, considered often when they didn't know what to do. This came directly from a doctor. A doctor quoted this. Yeah. Uh, when we're not really sure what it is, we'll throw a steroid at it. Yeah, and for seven days again, it's not gonna it's not gonna bother you too much. You know, you're not gonna start seeing severe side effects from that. Um, but then, you know, then, then if they don't go away, then that's where you start getting your issues with prednisone or whatever it is you, they're prescribing you. Yeah. We went, uh, we found another research uh, that was done. You'll laugh at this one. This one I did not get off of um, Google Scholar. Uh, this is uh, from a company called Creaky Joints. Yes, I'll say that again. <laughs> Creaky Joints. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's creakyjoints.org. If you ever want, if you want to go there, they did do a study on prednisone and coronavirus. Do corticosteroids make you immunosuppressed and higher risk for COVID nineteen? So that was their study, and I, I'm just going to kind of summarize a little bit of it. Uh, they first suggested a common side effect of corticosteroids. I'm sorry, corticosteroids like. Pregnizone is increased risk of infections. This particularly important to understand right now in the light of our current crisis with the COVID-19. Uh, it suggested um, as pregnizone being immunosuppressing, uh, pregnizone is a broad immuno- immunosuppressant, says Dr. Huffstutter, unlike, uh, unlike targeted medications, which hone in on specific types of inflammatory molecules that are overexpressed in people with chronic autoimmune conditions. Pregnizone works to lower inflammation throughout the entire body. Yeah. 
All right. It does that by eliminating the corticosteroids. Remember, that was the, uh, the thing that your body naturally produced by the adrenal glands. When you put a synthetic corticosteroid like prednisone into your body, your adrenal glands stop producing their own supply. The resulting lower level of inflammation throughout your body is what helps relieve symptoms in joints or other troubled spots. But it may also end up suppressing your immune system. Hmm. All right. Um, So that's really where that little bit of research was going uh, regarding the... uh, the steroids, and our current climate with the coronavirus. The, uh, the, the, the latikins, if you guys remember some of our earlier conversations, um, when your body stops producing these inflammatory responses, then you, you're, yeah, you, your immune system is then depressed. It's not capable of working as efficiently. Well, and it's just like anything else, I I would believe uh, once you become dependent on one thing, let's say, let's take your senses. If you take away this and that, if you take away this sense, then the other ones are heightened. But if your your body is used to this medication all the time, it's like, well, I don't really need to react in any way because I already have this medicine. I don't need to produce these things to try and fight things off because things are already being fought off. Right. I think, but they're really not. They're they're producing side effects. Yeah, and you know, it. it um, we did want to um, re- again remind everybody that quitting a steroid cold turkey is not wise. There's lots of side effects to that. Um, that, and by the way, we'll go into more in depth about how research and physicians are talking about how to wean off of uh, steroids, including um, products that are designed to be steroid-sparing drugs. Hmm. In other words, still get to use a little bit of the steroid, but they'll have other drugs around it uh, so that you don't have to use as much steroid. So we'll make sure we get into a little bit more of those. You know, in our second segment, we're going to follow our norm, which is dive into a little bit of the research. Uh, Now, this research would then be legitimate stuff that I would dug up that would peer-reviewed, just so we can kind of get a basis point on on the understanding, and then we'll move to kind of how it applies, how how, what we've seen people using it, and how they're how they're getting off of steroids, or at least reducing the amount they need. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, Now, and and this doesn't. Really, it just end with humans because uh, I think our veterinarians are issuing out steroids a lot too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's been happening for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and it's a fairly quick go to with them as well. I know there's not a coronavirus uh, concern, but there is a health one. Yes, and that long laundry list of of um, of effects. You know, negative effects of using steroids. I, I don't. I don't want that on my dog either. No. Right. No. So, and and that list that I read that seemed really long it was really only about half of what was all, all kinds of stuff were listed on there. Right. Mm-hmm. Diarrhea, fatigue. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so let's say that we have outlined the issue 
quite well. So we have maybe an over-prescribing situation with steroids. I would say yes, um, but then again, uh, as a patient who is <laughs> you, you like <laughs> always the in pain, it's wow, like, well, that... <laughs> uh, please don't uh, underprescribe me. Right, yeah. and that's a real thing, right? I mean, if everybody's going, wow, that 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 worked really fast. Wow, that was great. If everybody's saying that, right? Well, again, I have to tell you, it sounds a little bit like the opiate crisis too. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's all centered around pain. So pain yeah, yeah. is something the humans don't one. like. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll do anything to get rid of it. Yeah, and, you're right. Um, you know, I'll deal with the side effects later on as they come. I guess is what you know. I mean, I, I was one of those people, yeah. and I and I needed to actually um, make the change and uh, and and really work through it. Yeah. You know, it's not. A day cure, it's not, you have to actually make up your mind to do it, and then you have to really live through the, the process. Live through the process is a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah. All right, so issue number one is it's possible that we are all being overprescribed for steroids, and steroids have some pretty nasty, uh, uh, pretty nasty side effects. Yeah. And then issue number two is it, it, there is definitely lots of research showing that it may depress your immune system response, thereby putting you a little bit higher risk. Uh, for the coronavirus. So those are our two topics for today. Yeah. Now, uh, again, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive through uh, some research uh, to try to interpret it uh, the best we can for you. Um, and that's what we're going to do when we come back. So we'll see you in just a minute. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com <laughs> 
You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. Today's subject, steroids. Now, why, what does this have to do with CBD? Well, they are looking to uh, bring CBD as a potential new drug to modulate inflammatory response to issues that uh, currently steroids are being used for. Yeah. And they're going in this direction because the side effects aren't there. And that was a lot of side effects. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've told you my story way back when of my dog that was on steroids for chronic arthritis. Yeah, so um, so that's that's the reason we are surfacing this as well as, you know, it's, it's just a good community service thing to bring up this issue. Yeah. Because um, once we found it, we couldn't we could not dive in. Um, so, but it was uh, the study of CBD as an alternative that really brought it to our attention. Yep, yep. Right. And hopefully um, it's going to be as powerful or strong as uh, these steroids are. And so there's the, the, they already know the basis. They already know that CBD's impact on the endocannabinoid system does have a strong contribution to inflammation. What they're probably going to be studying the most is what it's like to move off or reduce one for the and, and put and put in the other right right because again there's there's lots of issues there all right so let's uh let's bring up the first the uh first study we reviewed and that was the evaluation of serum cytokine levels so if you remember cytokines are the thing that your immune system creates when it wants to reduce inflammation yes all right okay so what they did is the evaluation of serum cytokine levels and the role of cannabidiol treatment in animal models models of asthma that's Mm -hmm. what they chose was asthma Mm -hmm. all right asthma represents a public health problem and traditionally is classified as an atopic disease with an allergen can induce clinical airway inflammation and a host of other little problems Studies have demonstrated the presence of T helpers in the lung of patients with asthma. These cells are involved in cytokine production that regulates immunoglobulin synthesis. (laughs) All right, you guys know how I struggle with this, but hopefully you guys get the point. All right, now recognizing that T-cell interaction with antigens and allergens is key to the development of inflammatory disease, the aim of this study is to evaluate the anti-inflammatory potential of cannabidiol, which is CBD. So, what they did was this. I'll be pretty quick about this. They used male adult Wister rats. They were eight weeks old. Okay. Rats received an aerosol channel, a challenge for 30 minutes for three days. The CBD was then administered once a day during the last two days of this challenge at a dose of five milligrams per kilogram. 
And then finally, blood samples were obtained 24 hours after the last challenge, this at the last uh, aerosol challenge, to determine the level of cytokines. Now, interesting is that this. Their conclusion, or the results for this study, is we determine the levels of six different cytokines implicated in asthma that the CBD treatment was able to decrease both the Th1 and the Th2 cytokines. Now, all right, so we know six out of eight. Mm-hmm. And the average of those six, the reduction of those cytokines, were over half. Yeah, that's good. And came, it was just amazing. Um, that, that I have one here with no, no, uh, no solution at all. The level of cytokines were at 20, but for the rats who were given the CBD, it was all the way down to two on these graphs I'm looking at. Uh, so there was quite a positive outcome with the use of CBD to modulate inflammatory response system as opposed to using a steroid to inhibit inflammation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, those are really good numbers for CBD. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is also, let's see if I can say this one correct. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. All right. For over, so, so this, this, this study started out with this heading, this title, for over a, a hundred chronic, chronic inflammatory and autoimmune diseases, steroids remain the first line treatment. Yeah. Through effective, through effective in the majority of cases, millions of patients of high dose and or prolonged use of steroids find their lives disrupted by side effects. From minor discomfort to devastating, even life-threatening conditions that we've already spoke with. Uh, so one of the things that they were after was, uh, I'll, I'll just read uh, their intro. The, this, pl- this preliminary study showed CBD administration either enhanced the therapeutic effects of steroid or reduced steroid dosage while maintaining or improving the steroid's therapeutic effect. Make sense? Yeah. Good. Definitely. Right. Sometimes I have to look at you and go, hmm, because I am reading this. Right. I want to make sure yes. that it's coming across okay. <laughs> Thank you. In all patients treated, the steroid dose administered with CBD was gradually decreased over time. Even more surprisingly, patients refractory to steroid treatments also presented significant improvements under the CBD treatment. All right, that was a finding. Uh, but they did share here, and I, I don't know if I'll read it at some point, but this study has not been peer-reviewed yet. Oh, I just want to make that, put that out there. Uh, and now, they also, in this, di- in this dramatic case of acute grade 4 patients with GVHD condition treated with prolonged use of, ser- of steroid use, or, or steroid whose side effects were affecting his liver, that all symptoms had disappeared following a two-month treatment with CBD. Now, we should probably, so though, if anybody has GVHD, it's a big problem. 
Uh, so people who, uh, who people who have a bone marrow uh, transplant, if that bone marrow does not take to your body, then it does quite the opposite. It instead attacks itself because it believes that it is a foreign thing in your body. Right. All right. That's what GVHD is. And it's not, it's not very good. And if anybody has it, it's, it's, uh, I feel bad for you. Uh, so anyway, they are looking at a, producing a pharmaceutical that's CBD-based just for this. Oh. And are currently having good success. As a matter of fact, FDA has already given them the green light to rush through the system, their process. Well, and it's nice to hear that we actually are starting to uh, let that happen so we can actually get these studies going and we can actually speak <laughs> about these things with some confidence. Um, because, I mean, we see the research and we believe in the product, but it's hard to discuss it when it's just there's just no research real real research done yeah there's just no numbers that you can actually go and you see and i told you so <laughs> one day we i will. know right <laughs> and listen i really really can't wait for the day that i can share human studies and human trials yeah yeah because the ones with the with the uh the rats and the yeah i all right so but Listen, I'm pretty sure this is all going to get slowed down by our current crisis. Right. Well, yeah, we need to refocus at the moment. Yeah. All, all, right. all researchers, everybody, please refocus. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so it might put a little delay in it, but I still expect next year uh, for a lot of this to come out. Yeah. Yeah, in full force. Uh, they also had another uh, trial for the autoimmune hepatitis, which is a disease in which the body's own immune system attacks the liver and causes it to become inflamed. Uh, this is a serious condition that may worsen over time if untreated and leads to, you know, liver failure and other issues. Right. So right. they've started first trials of this CBD product uh, that they're going to, again, create a pharmaceutical. Nice. With. And then the last one is steroid-dependent Crohn disease. That also is in clinical trial. Um, and it's in its second clinical trial uh, approved by uh, this committee. Uh, so in April 2019 and planned to start in, in, well, it said in the following months. Now, I've not been able to, and I apologize, listeners, that I've not followed up to find out if they actually did start uh, because uh, I didn't see anything. Uh, but it will be on steroid-dependent Crohn's disease and inflammatory bowel disease, which is called IBD. The inflammation it causes in the digestive tract can lead to excruciating abdominal pain, severe diarrhea, diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss, and malnutrition. Inflammation caused by Crohn's disease can also uh, can involve different areas of the digestive tract and different people. So, is, and, and we already know that CBD is a known, or oh, it's suggested uh, for people who have Crohn's disease. Well, now they're in uh, bigger clinical trials. Uh, they're in their second bout now. So I expect something will come of that soon. 
Uh, let's see. Okay. So we have lots of studies. If you typed in the term cordo, uh, I'm sorry, if you typed in the, the term uh, corticosteroids into Google anytime, you are going to find literally all these topics that are all related around, we're overusing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. I, again, um, we, I don't want to say in America, but as humans, we tend to uh, just overuse too much of anything is not a great thing. I think we found that with all kinds of stuff. Um, and I, again, but this, the, when you're in pain yeah. and your doctor doesn't want you to be in pain, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, this is what they knew uh, would happen. If you took this for, you know, at small doses or for a long period of time, I mean, I'm sure they go over all the side effects with you. Um, but, oh, man, yeah. it's a toughie and it's a big one. And it is. And, f and if you're one of those 3.5 million, um, I, I think our next section is going to be important uh, because we're only sharing that this issue is out there, but we did uncover a lot of uh, physicians who give who provided us some guidance on if you wanted to reduce the amount of steroids you're taking, this is how, and what not to do. And so they have some really good suggestions that uh, we really want to be able to share with you. Um, now, you know, an aggressive amount of of steroids, you know, are going to be, you know, four milligrams per day or more. Uh, a long-term treatment is something above three months. So if you fall into any of those two categories, uh, the next section is probably going to be, uh, I think, useful. And not that we have the solution, but what we'll do is we'll provide you with some knowledge that then you can, it triggers you to maybe ask doctors or, or look into it for yourself a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And again, if you're on a on any kind of uh, steroid like that, um, talk to your doctor. You know, uh, CBD doesn't have a lot of issues with other prescription drugs, but yeah. there are some issues, and you always want to talk to your doctor before you start trying to change things up. All right. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a break. Now, why are we taking a break? Because I think we need to give some time for our sponsors. <laughs> you know, you see that message going around a lot. Support your local business. Yes. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. And we're going to support our sponsors. And when we come back, we are going to try to give some direction amongst all this stuff that we uncovered. Yeah. So, one minute for our sponsors and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. 
We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. Today, our topic, steroids. Okay. All right. So... This is uh, a little bit that we want to share now. If you are currently taking steroids, the method of which you are taking them, the way you take them, and the type all matter. You know, pregnazone, cortisone, is it topical or internal? Uh, How often you use it? Those things all matter, okay? So those are the kind of conversations you can have uh, with your physician. So people who use corticosteroids systemically, meaning orally or via injections, okay, meaning orally or via injections, have a higher risk of developing immune system side effects compared to those who are using the drug topically, such as for the skin, for skin problems like uh, eczema. Yeah. Uh, or even through inhalers or nasal spray, such as respiratory issues like asthma. Okay, so... A little less of an issue if you are using it as an inhaler, nasal spray, or topical. Okay. Good? Yes. All right. The more, and there's a fundamental approach here, the more your immune system is suppressed, the greater your risk of contracting a contagious infection, including the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. However, more research is needed on how taking corticosteroids specifically affects the risk related to COVID-19. So... Again, so more research is being done on this. Keep that in mind. Now, advice for people currently taking corticosteroids for chronic conditions. In other words, like topical, like inhaling for asthma, those do not seem to be chronic conditions. Perfect. So that group out there, you can hear all this, but you know it may not specifically apply to you yet. Right. All right. First of all, they warn, do not stop taking any of your regular medications without first talking to your doctor. Of course. Fair warning. Yes. I like that too. From, the, from uh, Dr. Dominguez, we're not changing any recommendations about 
rheumatology patients about medications to use or avoid at this time based on this virus. There's not enough data, and everything we say about the virus is preliminary. Right. All right. I mean, I would think just a common sense would be that you would protect yourself a little bit more. Maybe you would stay home more. If you do go out, you would put your gloves on, put Nicely your mask put. on, well because you know you're already kind of maybe have um, a compromised immune system. Yeah, yeah. If you have, if you're taking steroids because yeah. of a chronic condition. Right. Right. So Dr. Dominguez also adds that people who are on a very low dose of prednisone, perhaps five milligrams, uh-huh. should not be terribly concerned about the drug putting them at an increased risk. But when in doubt, always call your doctor. Right. All right, good. If your health is good at the moment, meaning the condition for which you're taking prednisone, prednisone seems well controlled, your doctor might discuss with you the idea of starting a wean off of prednisone, especially if you're taking higher dosages. Yeah. And then also, this drug is generally not recommended for long-term use anyway, and the additional threat of COVID-19 might be a good reason to consider slowly slowing it or stopping it, or slowly stopping it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's probably a better way to put that. <laughs> yeah, because it says, uh, do not stop corticosteroids on your own. Do not attempt to go, to go cold turkey. In addition to risking a flare of the condition you were using the steroid to treat, such a drastic change could throw your body into adrenal crisis, which can be fatal, says Dr. Dr. Dominguez. Dominguez. All right. That's kind of what I found is that... uh, with all the research I've, I've, I've looked at and all, you know, I, I like to go and like actually, I read the article obviously, but then I like to go and look at the comments afterwards because, you know, there's a lot of interaction with the article that I was reading was um, done by a doctor. And um, a lot of people were trying to uh, reduce their intake and, uh, it, 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 it wasn't working. It just was not working at all. Pain was coming right back, right. even more intense, and it was just a mess. Um, I did find quite a few little areas where CBD was able to help, but again, there you, you are. You have to find your milligrams. Yes, you can start low, but when you have such an issue, uh, CBD, it's hard for, to get in there and, and, and do its job if it, if it doesn't have a full dose. And, I, I mean, if you're, if you're on something that, that strong, I, I wouldn't suggest anything lower than 40 to 50 milligrams. I, I, I would think the same thing, too. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're usually conservative, Kimberly, so 40 and 50 milligrams daily to me uh, means something coming out of your your mouth. Yeah, well, because that's a, I mean, that's, you're in pain, yeah. and uh, the 15 milligrams just is not going to, uh, uh, it's yeah. just not going to, and then you're going to say, well, this doesn't work for me. I, I take I take 100 easily. Well, uh, we've, we've, we've shown, uh, we've shown research, uh, and we've, we've quoted World Health Organization said that humans, um, uh, what, what it was, their term is, um, 
uh, well, CBD and humans get along really well. Anyway, <laughs> there's no issues reported yeah. from the use of CBD in humans. And, uh, and some of the clinical trials uh, with humans, you're taking 300 milligrams a day. Yeah. So I, no issues, no issues with that at all. Um, but again, it's always, it's, it's just a trial. I mean, you just got to keep with it. You just got to keep going. You got to find your milligrams. Yeah. It took me, what would you say? It took me at least a good six months to really find. Oh, wow. I don't think I was paying attention. My milligrams right. where I knew, okay, this is where I'm at. And if I do do something yeah. that causes more pain, um, then I will up my dose a little bit for a few days until I can get back um, back down to where it was before. I mean, and then then there's days where uh, I've been, well, I take it every day and I've been taking it every day for over, gosh, it's been two years now, um, where I just don't need that much. I will just use a topical on the area that is the most problematic and um the rest of it i i just don't i don't need it they actually actually say that's a good strategy after about six months of use so yeah. i like that yeah now and let's let's surface this the big hierarchy uh discussion point here and that is if both are capable of managing pain let's hear again the side effects of corticosteroids yeah. Um, okay, here we go. So ready? Uh, decreased appetite, weight loss, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, headaches. Hmm. And that's not the disease. Those are just physical characteristics of it. We don't have any of that with CBD. Right. All right. So with CBD, there's no side effects. So it's, it's a realistic discussion to consider how to wean down one of them and replace it with the other. There's just lots of conversation about doing that slowly, doing that with, you know, with a, with a plan. Sure. Do not do cold turkey. No. I mean, in the perfect world, you would have already been on CBD and then this flare-up started. And so then you right. went and did your little seven days and everything's great and the CBD is taking care of things. But like I say on many shows, once you let the monster grow, it's... It's big, yeah, and it's really hard to get under control once it's it's once it's full grown. <laughs> no, I I had to, and, and I had stated earlier that the World Health Organization made a quote, and theirs was is that CBD is well tolerated in humans, now even at high doses. But I think you uncovered something that the listeners should understand too, and we've spoken about it frequently. But now you have information specific to steroid use. Yeah, well, I mean, the liver enzymes known as CYP450 uh, process about 60% of all medications. One of these is CYP3A4. It breaks down prednisone in order to make it available to the body. Yeah. So CBD strongly inhibits the activity of CYP3A4. So that higher amounts of prednisone enter the bloodstream. So this is where things could start getting a little weird for you. 
This can amplify the drug's main side effects and raise the risk of severe symptoms like blurred vision, shortness of breath, and mood changes. So, I mean, again, you got to talk to your doctor. You got to say, I'm really interested in doing this. I would like to get off this prescription. Can I do it? How do I do it? Is it safe to do? I, you know, you need to talk to your doctor. Let me connect the dots for our listeners uh, and then keep going if you would, because this is a great piece that you uncovered. Uh, Listeners, this is that piece that if they say, if your prescription drug has a grapefruit warning on it, Mm -hmm. this is what we've been, we keep talking about, is that CBD has the ability to impact whether that prescription drug delivers more or delivers less than what it was designed to do. Right. And you're suggesting that that enzyme that CBD is stopping, or I'm sorry, that that CBD is enhancing, enhancing, is allowing for more pregnisone to get into your system than was intended by by the physician that gave you your dosage prescription. Right. So he prescribed it you seven milligrams a day. And with this enzyme doing its thing, it might deliver eight, 12 milligrams to your system. Okay. So this is a great real world connection with this grapefruit warning that we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is that CBD could have drug interactions with uh, some pharmaceuticals. And then those pharmaceuticals, if they have a grapefruit warning on them, those are the ones that are most most at risk of being altered by CBD. Right. Okay. Right. Okay, continue. I want to connect the dots (laughs) because I loved how you said that, and I'm sure our listeners were listening to it, and I want to connect it back to that grapefruit warning or that drug interaction warning that – you know, we make sure we keep it out on almost every show so that everybody's aware that it's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and again, it, it, really, it's just something that you need to talk to your doctor about and say, yeah. hey, I heard this yes, thing, uh, and I, but I, want, I still want to do this. How do I do it? Can I do it? Yeah. Right? So, um, I mean, just from my brief experience with a steroid, uh, but it was with my dog. Uh-huh. And she had very severe arthritis. I mean, she couldn't even get up and move anywhere. Okay. And so they put her on a on a steroid. I think she took that. It's been to like twenty years. I think she took that for a good two years. Um, and then one day, you know, she would have frequent blood tests throughout that time period. And then one day she was not, uh, I went to the vet to pick up the prescription and I had to see the vet and I was not allowed to pick up the prescription. Uh. And uh, because she did not pass, her liver was shot. Oh, There was no more prescribing. Yep. Um, now, had CBD been around? I would have started her on CBD. I mean, I took her, I, I was I was like, okay, so what else can we do? And there's right. just there's nothing at that point. So uh, I mean, I tried to give her ibuprofen. That didn't that yeah. didn't work. Uh, so I I mean, I eventually she had to be put down because she literally could not move. Yeah. Um, but if CBD was around, 
where would she be? Well, she still wouldn't be around because she well, was like 50 <laughs> years old. But right. no, um, she. But we do have a current uh, a, a current pet in the family, Doogie, who also uh, is suffering uh, in his old age, and he went to the vet and got his steroid uh, treatment for seven days. Was feeling better. And but um, my son was said no. We don't want to. We don't want to put him on steroids. We don't want to do this. And so we started him on CBD, and he is doing great. He's doing great. He's now he is taking a lot. He is doing thirty milligrams three times a day, which okay. is a lot, a lot for a dog. He's about um, he's 60, probably 60 yeah okay. yeah so but he's doing great and yeah. he doesn't have any side effects he's up he's around he's doing his thing so it does work CBD does work again you just have to find your milligrams you just ha- you have to talk to your doctor you have to do all those things that you need to do anyway if yeah. you're if you're doing any type of prescription drug yeah so I believe that CBD can help. I believe. Now, again, I was on all kinds of anti-inflammatory medicine. Um, I have pretty bad arthritis. I take my CBD every day. I don't take any more pills. I don't take any ibuprofen. I don't take any anti-inflammatory medication. Um, It works for me. Uh, I found my milligrams. Now, my milligrams, again, they fluctuate uh, depending on um, my level of activity. Oh. Like right now, we're working out because we're stuck in the house. We have mm-hmm. nothing else to do. Right. So I'm pretty sore uh, a lot of the time. So my CBD intake has increased over the last few weeks and anxiety. I, I, I definitely say if you have um Anxiety, which seems to be creeping up quite a bit with our quarantine situation, um, you don't have to take that much CBD if you're if you're taking it for anxiety, and it really does help um, with sleep and all of those things. Yeah, I yeah. Listen, I, again, uh, big emphasis on uh, slowing, doing a, a slow approach to mediating your steroids. But at the end of the day, uh, the, the no-risk CBD compared against high risks of steroids, if you can make that transition, I know you'll be happy uh, from, what I, from what I'm gathering. Yeah. From all the research right. uh, I, was, I was able to look into. Uh, now, let's go ahead and let's make this a wrap. Let's keep, uh, keep everybody uh, safe, all your family members safe during this crisis. Uh, this episode, uh, feel free to uh, reach out to either Kim or I at the CBD Ed Show uh, if you want to further this conversation. Uh, I want to thank all of you listeners because becoming an educated consumer of CBD is the best way to protect this plant for our future generations. Uh, listen, the way that you can stay connected with us is for any of our social media handles that all end with Canafil. C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L. Our, uh, our, we use a hashtag a lot called Protect the Hemp. So feel free to use that as often as you like. We'd like to, again, thank all our listeners. I want to thank you, Kim, for all the work that you did with your research. And Cece, who is back tirelessly working on data for us as well. So this is Ed Cheney. 
working to raise your potential. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon. We'll be right back.